Woe is it tempting to cope with all the challenges of our world by conforming. Just adjust our expectations so we won't be disappointed. Or worse, change our standards for ourselves. Like, everyone else seems hateful, so screw them, I'll hate back at ya. Or there's crappy quality food all around me, so I guess I'll just eat crappy food. As my son Tage says, don't do that, that's bad. (laughs) Seriously, don't do that. You don't have to go along to get along. In fact, as changemakers, leaders, and examples to others, you know you can't do that. You have a strong moral compass, and you couldn't let yourself. But I know it can be tempting. So how do you combat the values creep? Well, one important step is that you have to fine-tune your instincts. In this episode, I'm offering some insights ideas, and actionable steps that you can take to stay true to you. Because we need you. The world needs you. So we can rise into that brighter future. Because we've got to rise into that brighter future. So, ready? Let's go. Hi, I'm Carrie Altum. And with decades of experience as a leader, activist, and entrepreneur, I've learned a lot about how our fears hold us down and how radical love always lights the way. As a mentor and coach, I've helped hundreds of leaders get centered in their values and align their lives so they can serve their powerful purpose and rise into a brighter future. I'm offering this podcast to show you how you can have impact, and income without sacrificing your integrity. If you're ready to explore challenging ideas, adopt new strategies, and have some fun along the way, you're in the right place. This is Rise and Shine. Okay, friends, right now as I record this, it is March 2022, and I've planned to serve my audience, friends, and followers this month with a simple reflection on the past two years of COVID-19. It has been two years since the world locked down. This time last year, most of us were holding tight and feeling optimistic. But the last year has been another hard one, and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a bit depleted and disappointed and even a little depressed at times. If you're feeling that too, you are not alone. We can reclaim our optimism and our energy, but first, we need to talk about this. We really need to get real about it. I know, I understand the impulse to push through, but that does not serve you. You need to take some time to be mindful about what these years have meant and to take inventory and to release some of the nasty stuff that does not serve you. So, the Rise team is creating some good stuff. A new podcast season is one. It's the reset season. And some free course programming that we're tucking into the Facebook group. 
If you aren't in the Facebook group yet, my friends, please join us. It's the Rise and Shine podcast Facebook group, and you can get all the goodness there. Again, the Rise and Shine podcast Facebook group. Please join us. Look, we've all been through a lot these past two years. And we deserve to take some time to reflect and to release and to reset. You get a reset. And we're going to help you with that. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Rise and Shine. Uh, This is the first episode of our new season. Last season, we focused on story, how stories are our primary ways that our brains think, like how we make sense of the world and how many of the thoughts that we have are really stories in our brains and they just keep running on loop and how these stories become our truth and then how these stories play out in our lives in different ways, like our money stories and our parenting stories and our stories about manners and what it means to be kind. The bottom line is learning to pay attention to those stories and to develop our awareness of them is the first step in changing the stories and then changing our reality. So if you haven't yet, you can go back and listen to those story episodes. Story crafting is definitely a skill to build on. And now on to the next season. This time, the theme is reset, because doing a reset is a critical skill for surviving our world these days, right? Oh my goodness, it has been an incredible couple of years, and I don't want to rub it in, but I'm just going to review quickly so that we are feeling the weight of this. There was the COVID pandemic and the world in lockdown and the social justice uprising in America, which was fueling social and economic justice conversations all over the world and the ongoing ever-present climate crisis in which record-setting natural disasters and heat and cold events are becoming the new norm. And now, as I record this in March 2022, the war in Ukraine. Bless all the people suffering the misery of that war and conflict there in Ukraine. And then Bless the people suffering the misery of war and conflict everywhere in the world. Just recounting it all here, I feel a little bit anxious and overwhelmed, which is exactly why we need to talk about this. Here's the question. What can we do as passionate changemakers when the world feels out of control and we struggle to continue to believe that we can make any difference at all? Well, we start by turning in to ourselves and caring for ourselves. We give ourselves the time and the attention that we need to manage our energy. We develop habits of awareness. We recognize what does not serve us, and we release it. We give ourselves a reset. Yep, (laughs) that's right. You get a reset. And you can take that reset over and over several times a day with a mindfulness habit. You can reset yourself weekly. You can reset your relationships. You can reset your eating habits, your sleep. The reset is a powerful habit that can become an empowering ritual in your life. I'm sharing why we need resets, what they are, 
and the very first simple step that you can take to mastering the reset. I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So ready, set, reset. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Again, it is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. This is a quote by Krishnamurti, Indian scholar and philosopher, and it always stops me short and draws me to look in. I ask myself, in what ways have I let myself conform? How am I betraying my own core values to adjust to our sick society? It's relevant now more than ever. No doubt our society is profoundly sick right now. And with lots of diseases beyond that virus, you know, we're sick with mistrust. We're sick with injustice, with economic greed, and with environmental destruction. I know I've let myself get too well-adjusted to a lot of the crap happening in the world. It's just too hard to face it all otherwise. So, you know, it's a coping mechanism. We're adjusting to these sicknesses in our societies to cope, and we can give ourselves a break about it. We're just trying to get by. And if we're adjusting in ways that don't align with our true selves, not to worry, because our true selves are waiting for us. The truth is, we have so many powerful forces pulling us out of alignment. For example, mass media and social media, on our TVs and our computer screens, even that phone in your pocket. You're being fed images and narratives that are specifically designed to manipulate your feelings. And I know because I'm one of those designers. I mean, I'd like to think that when I write speeches for leaders or fundraising pitches for nonprofits, that it's good manipulation. But nonetheless, I've got a degree in it. Rhetoric is powerful stuff, people. Yeah, it can be a force for good or not. So, Of course, we're inclined to adjust to our circumstances and to be well-adjusted to our society. You know, we do it because we have this primal programming that guides us to conform to our tribe, to align ourselves with the norms around us. But as with so much of our primal programming, it has outlived its usefulness. We don't have to worry anymore that we'll die alone in the open plains if we refuse to conform to societal norms. And that's part of the genius of this quote. Much of Krishnamurti's work is focused on questioning and challenging societal norms. You know, he was in India and he challenged the caste system, for instance. That was embedded for centuries, but He advocated for radical change in society. And he's countering the strongest counterforce to human progress, which is that urge to belong, that urge to conform and be a part of your group. And 
you know, it's interesting the way he does it is that he does it without finger pointing and blaming, really. You know, he's not saying only losers are well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. He's not saying bad stuff is happening because we've let ourselves get well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. No, he's offering care. He's saying, assess your health. He's saying, be aware of your health. Measure your health. Pay attention. Again, give yourself a break because that impulse to adjust to the sick norms is self-preservation. And so we forgive that in ourselves. And when, as we recognize that, you know, we also need to recognize that it's up to us to hold ourselves responsible for doing better. You know, we're no longer living in the open plains. Those instincts are powerful and we can't completely deprogram them. We just can't. But what we can do is offer a reprogramming to write over the old programming and fine-tune those instincts so they serve us in this world, in our modern world. And for those of us who really can't accept the world as it is, which is probably you if you're listening to this, we can develop powerful instincts that guide us in creating a better world. So next up, the first step, and actually I've come to realize this is basically the first step to everything. In ancient wisdom practices, when you get started in the martial arts, with anything that you want to learn and master, this is the very first step. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. So, what should we be well-adjusted to? The whole thing with the Riseway, with all of my coaching and teaching, is that you have to understand who you are, what you believe in, to get a sense of your purpose in life. And then you align your thoughts and your habits and your practices accordingly. When you know your values and you align your values, you live in integrity. Boom. That simple. That's it. But it's also not very simple. (laughs) It can be really hard to get started and to keep your momentum because we have this force and momentum from mainstream society. I know that. So here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm going to break it down into super simple steps. And this is the first step. The very first step. Pay attention. Seriously, pay attention to what you feel. This isn't just easy peasy. I know it's going to be hard. Our world desensitizes us to our own body and our own mind and our own spirit. So it takes effort to tune back in. But you must. 
You have to remind yourself to feel what you feel in your heart and in your gut and to recognize how your mind responds. So, for example, when you think crappy things, pay attention. Don't just dismiss it and redirect your brain. Pay attention. Like, let's say you see a bumper sticker that doesn't align with what you believe, and you think, what an idiot. Just pay attention to how that feels in your body. Does your heart race faster? Another example, pay attention when you say no to something and then feel a heaviness in your gut, maybe a tightness or a discomfort. You know, maybe it's something you want or something you need, but you tell yourself you don't have the time or the money or the bandwidth for it, right? So you say no. But then what does your body say to you in response? Pay attention. Another example, pay attention when you say yes. Yes to that client who you know is not a good fit for you. Pay attention to what you think. What story are you telling yourself that isn't necessarily true? Like, you have to take that client who comes along because you never know when the next one's going to come. Or what about when that donor wants to give a bunch of money, but they want to have influence over the work of your organization? Or the director of that show that really isn't a great fit for you, but... Do you think you can't do better? Don't judge yourself. Just after you say yes, pay attention to how you feel. That's it. Can you do that? For the next day or two, can you just pay attention to the subtle feelings in your body? I mean, I know you can. Here's how I know you can do it. Your physical conscious body, your body of sight, touch, sound, etc., is engaging with your subtle body, your body of feelings and thoughts and stories all the time. It's a dance that you're doing all day long, and I'm just asking you, pay attention to it. Bring it to your conscious awareness. Don't judge yourself. If you think, what an idiot when you see that bumper sticker, don't criticize yourself. Allow yourself to do what you've been doing and just pay attention to it. Let your mind and your body be a laboratory for a few days. You'll learn so very much about yourself from these observations. And here's why it's important. When you pay attention to your mind-body response, you're paying attention to the root of your instincts Once you start to pay attention, you'll realize how much your body is communicating with you. So in Hindu and Taoist and yogic traditions, they talk about our three bodies. And I think also in Christian traditions, there are references to this kind of thing. It's the the physical body, the body of your senses— That's the first body. And then the second body is your subtle body. And that's your mind and your feelings, your processing and your translations. And then the third is the spiritual body, that formless energy of you that transcends the physical. 
You have to be attuned to these to reprogram yourself, to fine-tune your instincts, to get skilled in aligning yourself with your own values, to not measure your health by being well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society, but to measure your your health by your alignment with yourself, by aligning to the values that you hold dear and the vision that you believe in, and that's how you make it so. That's why this is important. It's super simple. Pay attention, grasshopper. Pay attention. Okay, in the next episode, I'll talk with you about the next step in fine-tuning your instincts, which is awareness. And it is different than paying attention, and I'll explain in the next episode. Look, you know, once you learn to pay attention to your feelings and your thoughts, then you can start to practice a conscious awareness. It's a sort of orienting between ourselves and our values and the world around us. It's good stuff. Until then, peace to you, my friends. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Rise and Shine. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, rate and review, and share the love. Tell your friends about Rise and Shine so we can all grow our integrity-centered lives and leadership together and on purpose. You got so proudly wear your crown. Cause you're